Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Check him out, y'all. Yo, his name's Mark Stein with a basketball brain that'll blow your mind. He came to spit facts and lay it on the line and punch you in the face with his daily dime. Ah, yes. (laughs) Wow. We didn't have the whole intro, but we have found that much of the intro. Joining us right now, Mark Willie Colley Stein. How you doing, Stein? Man, that's when we were young. What happened? (laughs) I know, man. You got old. We stayed young, though, bro. Yeah, dog. Super young, bro. You guys don't know the half of how old I am. You don't even realize it. <laughs> hey, uh, you you made a lot of news the other day, and it was uh, it was all you were doing is saying that the in my read on it is that you were saying, hey, the Mavericks are going to be interested in in Kimball Walker and, and Chris Middleton. I never once thought you were saying their plan was to go get both of those guys simultaneously, but that seemed to spark a lot of chatter out there. But wow, does Stein think they can get both guys and? Uh, because anything you write uh, is the gospel, is the Bible, so maybe a misinterpretation of what you were saying there. But folks got a little excited about that one, right? I am here to exclusively reveal that they will not sign Kemba Walker and Chris Middleton. I can promise you that right now. If they were to get one of them, they'd probably let Ben and Skin MC a parade. <laughs> it, uh, it does, it does open it's the Mavs. They're going to try. They're always going to put their hat in the ring and, and scoff when media know it alls like me say, you don't have a chance at that guy. But, uh, you know, Middleton and Walker are at the top of the list. But, yes, to be very clear, their fantasy, their dream would be getting one of them. Who do you think? Uh, and I would agree with you that they're both. I mean, and it's funny too because the report is not Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Kyrie Irving, right? Those guys exist on an even higher, more unrealistic level. But, right now, and I and I, I I will also say right now, I believe the Mavs have zero chance at any of those guys. But when July one comes, are you telling me Cuban won't lob a call in just to make sure? I mean, you know, you know, it's Mark Cuban. I mean, right. he's going to try. I promise you, they will. I don't know if we'll ever know about it. I don't know if they'll ever reveal it. Is he going to lob in a call to the Durant camp just to make sure? Of course they are. They're the Mavs. They swing They swing for the fences. They don't care if they strike out. They will swing. You know, Skin brought up a free agent name, a guy that's going to be a free agent that makes a lot of sense a while back, and that's Pat Beverly just because of the type of player he is, just a human bulldog. I'm curious, are there any – I mean, the Mavericks really need that type of toughness so I've been focusing on him quite a bit and will continue to, but are there other players out there that bring that same type of grit, maybe even if it's not at the same level or even at the same position? Are there other players that could bring them toughness and, and guys that are just excited to be beasts on defense? I don't think there's any. They're compiling the list right now. That's what I know. They've had scouts out at playoff games. They're looking at other players because realistically, Chris Middleton, I think, Everyone expects him to stay in Milwaukee. Something would have to go seriously wrong for Middleton to be available. I think he's almost as tough to get as your Durant and your Kyrie Irving. Clay Thompson, 
going nowhere. We'll see about Kawhi Leonard. Everyone thinks he's going to end up with the Clippers. So, you know, Middleton's not far off that, you know, quote, untouchable category. Kemba is probably the best player who I would say is in play, and I think the Mavs will get a real audience with him and have a real chance to court him. But stylistically, the Mavs also do have to ask the questions and say, would he really fit? Are we better off trying to go just we'll use your name let's say you get you go after Patrick Beverly and maybe another mid-priced free agent or two you know they need two-way players they need shooting in a huge way uh, you know they need athleticism this this team has a lot of needs even if the Doncic Porzingis tandem works out perfectly so they might have to go the route of signing two or three mid-price guys that they think based on fit would be better but I think it's just too soon what is it May 2nd it's too soon to sit here and say yes they're going after A B and C I mean I think they're focused on the big targets and then they're compiling the list of the other guys as far as Beverly I don't think there's any question there have been internal discussions about him already but let's face it too Beverly had such an impact in that first round series a lot of teams are asking themselves the question, is Pat Beverly our kind of guy? Should we go after him? Do you risk overpaying someone like that who might not have the same impact with a new team that he does with the Clippers? Would everybody on a team buy into the, you know, his, you know, his approach isn't for everybody. He's a super talkative guy. Would that work here? Cause he soaks up a lot of the oxygen in any locker room he's in. So, I mean, there are a lot of questions to ask, but, you know, look, I promise you the Mavs have 20 names that we don't even know about yet. I mean, that's, that's their job. That's what they're doing. Man, I was sitting four feet away from Patrick Beverly in a hall by the locker room as he was yelling angrily at Rick Carlisle about 30 feet away from him a couple of years back. And uh, I can guarantee you that Carlisle would not care one bit to bring that guy into the mix. And because as his famous quote is right, we're uh, – uh, they can't all be milk drinkers. Uh, but I kind of – I'm interested. I want to go back to the Kimball Walker thing with you because uh, I feel like hearing you, my take, your take on that is similar to my take. In other words, we all know Kimball Walker is a great player, starting all-star, but he is an offensive player. He loves to have the ball. It almost reminds me, Stein, if they add him, and if you do, I would imagine you've got to pay him max money because somebody will pay him max money. It almost reminds me of when the Mavericks – had Dirk Nash and Finley and went out and got Nick Van Exel. And it worked great, uh, but it's like bringing sand to the beach in some ways. I mean, this Maverick team with Luka and Kristaps are never really going to have trouble scoring at important times because of those two guys. Do, do you think the Mavericks – how do you think they view Kemba Walker? Yeah, I have the same skepticism. And, look, I want to say I'm a huge Kemba fan. Yeah, me too. I, I really like him. I, know, I can't say I know him super well, but I know him a little bit. I've got to talk to him a handful of times over the years, and I think you know he's been just you know, tremendous the kind of how much he's had to shoulder in Charlotte in what's been a pretty dire situation for a long time. And the dude has worked at his game tire, tirelessly, and he really made himself an all-star when you know he looked several notches below that when he first – got into this league incredibly hard worker great community guy I mean there's a lot of positives but yes I have the same questions about fit I've kind of thrown them at some Mavs people here and there 
The Mavs, as you would expect, scoff at me with their usual confidence. No, we can make it work. Hmm. Houston made Harden and Chris Paul work. We hmm. can make Luka and Kemba work. Trust us. We know, you know, we, we believe that this could happen. So to this point, I haven't gotten any signals that the fit gives them pause. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not sure either. I mean, obviously, Walker is a defensive liability at that size. Uh, they ask Luca to do so much with the ball that you would think they want a really defensive-minded player next to him to alleviate some of those responsibilities because, I mean, you're just asking the guy to do so much. But, uh, you know, they, they, they legit – like and are intrigued by Kemba Walker. There is no question about it. Okay, hey, uh, with with regard to all the Porzingis stuff that was going around for a while, that just came and went and totally disappeared. Uh, it would lead me to believe that there's nothing to that, and and that maybe that you know the the person who made those accusations might even be investigated. But it just seems to have gone away. Uh, it, well, look, I think realistically, it's gone, it's gone away because the Mavs have gone away. I mean, the, if the Mavs. Or if the Mavs win the playoffs right now, people would still be talking about it. I mean, it's, it's you know, that's got to run its legal course now. Uh, you know, the investigation, as far as I know, is still ongoing. So, I, you know, I would not be making any assumptions that it's just gone away. Um, it's just that, you know, obviously the Mavs and their players are completely out of the spotlight at this point. Talking to Mark Stein of the New York Times here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. You know, it's interesting going after the big-name uh, free agents and the history and all that. Let me ask you this. Just thinking about the average top-tier player, does the Mavericks situation change considerably? I'm not talking about a little bit, but does their situation change considerably if they do get lucky and get the number one pick and they're going to add Zion on a rookie contract to Luka's rookie contract and Porzingis? I mean, I don't think there's any question, but they – you know, their outlook could change and say, wait a minute now, do we want to, you know, if first of all, the thought of the Mavs actually winning the lottery or moving up in the lottery, which I think never, would never happened, never happened, never happened. They've, they've moved down or, you know, I'm still like, you know, the 90, the 92 and 93 drafts were right or 93 and 94, right before I got, you know, that was two, three years before I moved to town. And I'm, but I'm still even as, you know, living in California, I was just stunned to watch the Mavs, who I had no idea would later become where I live and the team that I cover most could be projected to have the number one pick both times and slip as far as they possibly could. I mean, that's still just two years of terrible bad luck that 25 years later I, I still struggle to believe. Uh, so when the Mavs move up and, and win the lottery or get a top three pick, I'll believe it when I see it just because it's never happened. But if something, if the, if the craziest thing happened and, and now you have Zion, I mean, they might need to take a step back and say, we don't want to fast-track this thing. Let's see what we got with these three amazing young pieces and let's make them fit first. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's, it's just so crazy to imagine the Mavs winning. And, and let's also not forget, they're not going to have great odds of winning. What are they, seventh? They have the seventh best odds? I think it's like 6% for the number one pick or something so, ridiculously low. I have, I have to admit that I have not given that one a great deal of thought because I just can't even imagine it. All right, so we know that Dirk loves the NBA, loves watching games. 
how <laughs> how many I'm wondering how many games you think Dirk will watch of how many Mavs games this coming season will he watch and let's say that he has to sit down and watch for 30 minutes to make it at least to count it as a game how many games will Dirk watch this year of the Mavericks that is you know that is a great question I have not asked him all I've known about his future is that I know he wants to do all the things that he's you know he is a like me he is a massive tennis fan I I expect him in January I expect to to be seeing him you know Instagramming pictures of himself at the Australian Open that that's what I would expect he he loves to ski you know we're going to see pictures of him on a you know family skiing trip in Austria or somewhere those are the things that I think you can expect as far as him coming to home games in year one, like, I, I really don't even know. I, I, I've never asked him. I don't know. I mean, he loves hoops so much that I would imagine if he's home, he would go because he loves being around it. But, you know, he being the guy he is and how he never wants to make it about himself, it also wouldn't surprise me if he says, you know, maybe I better stay away a little. Just, you know, he does, he does, you know I think the last thing he wants is to be sitting there on the baseline with Finn and Cuban and the, you know, they have to show him on the big screen. Like he doesn't want all that. That's, that's just, that's not what he's, he's in this for. So it's a great question. And uh, you'll probably get a, you'll probably get an answer out of him before I will. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll be seeing you uh, at the Dirk heroes game coming up on June the 7th. No, now, I'll, before be we... the, I'll be at the finals. So you guys will, you guys will have access to him more than I do. So you, you can tell me what he says. All right, we'll get a conference call going. But before we do let you go, I saw a really great tweet from you earlier, and just kept, we kind of wanted to give you the platform uh, to share what today is and what it means to you, to our listeners. I, I really appreciate that, guys. It is it is Holocaust Remembrance Day, and it's a really important day for Jews everywhere. But you know, in my family, my father was a Holocaust survivor. He spent the first basically six years of his life either in a concentration camp or on the run until he made it back to Romania. And then when he made it back to Romania, spent the next 14 years of his life in in a communist country. So I am obviously eternally grateful for him that he followed his dreams, made it to America. And really, you know, I, I get to live this life where I'm just going to NBA games and worrying about Marriott points. And did I get an upgrade on, on my American flight? Because he, you know, everything he went through, for me and just an incredibly, incredibly difficult childhood and upbringing. So a salute to Reuven Stein on this Yom HaShoah, and thank you guys for letting me say that. Absolutely, brother. Hey, thanks. Very well said, and uh, thank you for taking the time to jump on with us. And I know you said you'd give us a couple of freebies outside of that. It's $10,000 per pop, but uh, we're still going to count this as one of the freebies, all right? Love you guys, always. (laughs) Love you too, man. There he goes, the great Mark Stein. The absolute best basketball writer on the planet. He awesome. No offense, McMahon. Uh, okay. McMahon, uh, McMahon knows. Uh, hey, uh, he's pretty damn good, too. He's the straw that stirs the I drink. know Stein. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.